Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation, and welcome back to Latrobe, Pennsylvania on the campus of St. Vincent College. It's our ongoing coverage of Training Camp 2022 right here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. It's a new month. It's a new week. And that's fitting here today on the campus of St. Vincent College at Chuck Knoll Field because it's the first day that pads will be on for practice in this edition of training camp for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it is the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. You've got us for the next two hours here as we will lead right up to the start of practice. Arthur Motes, it's a Monday. It's a new week. It's a new month. The pads go on. How are we feeling, partner? Oh, I feel terrible. No, don't worry about that. But as a whole, I mean, this is an exciting time for the Steelers. I mean, this is what we want to see. This is what we've been waiting all all season for to get these pads on to see how well these guys have, you know, stepped up from a physicality perspective. Certain guys that we had high hopes for or high expectations for, we're going to get a chance to see what those guys look like as well. And some of the guys that, you know, didn't have the best of years a year ago. Sure. Now they're going to get a chance to rewrite that story they're going to get a chance to show that they can be a physical player more importantly against the run hint 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 so that is definitely why i'm excited about today but i'm excited why the still should be excited for today sure. but for me oh yeah i'm terrible i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> well you can't be you got to be jacked up on a day like this i mean no come on. Not, not at all no no i'm seeking comfort you know why so i'm, I'm gonna pull the curtain back so Family friends got married yesterday. Oh, you know, I, see you love I see where you're, you, you I love see where you're going with you this. You love yes. weddings. Okay. Yes. So anybody that has a group of friends, anybody that has a little motley crew that, hey, when y'all get together, <laughs> it's not often. But when it happens, the shenanigans are at an all-time high. I know high. it well. I know Curfews it well. go out the window. It was one of those. So it, turned in, it, it, it was supposed to be, a, oh, we're going to be nice and buttoned up. 
And it ended up being one of them nights. So yes, I am very, very tired. I'm in very, very uh, red, red recovery mode right now. Sure, but you sure. know what? We are here and we're going to rock out. Well, I appreciate the transparency as I know our listeners do as well, too. I guess that makes it extra special for you today that you are not uh, one of the few who will be in pads uh, out here Look, in, in it, it just added ice to the cake. When I woke up this morning, I said, oh, if a shoulder pad had to go on me right now. If I had to go sprint anywhere, oh, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck good with luck. that. We are, uh, we're anticipating that today here, though, for sure, certainly. You know, one of the things that I enjoy uh, conversing with you about during these times throughout the different NFL schedule, right, from, from the combine to the draft to rookie mini camps, all, all throughout the offseason, is kind of – uh, when you will, will lay out for us how the, the mentality and how things change throughout these processes and where the players are at mentally and physically and how they balance that and when they decide to ramp it up and all these different things. You know, you, you talked a lot about last week how despite there being no pads on for the Pittsburgh Steelers, guys still have to be engaged mentally. It's still the mm-hmm. same process. The only thing that's different is the finish at the very end, right? But up to that, yep. it has to be uniform across the board because you don't want to be developing bad habits. And we know all these things compound upon each other as you do put the pads on, get into preseason and the regular season and, and onward. So from that mentality standpoint, where a lot of these guys, as you talked about last week, there's there's livelihoods, there's millions of dollars, there's careers and futures on the line every single snap out here last week before the pads went on. What changes today? How does that ramp up? How does that build upon what we've already started? Yeah, man, you hit it right on the head when you talked about today being about the finish. The finish is critical today because this is something that we have not been able to practice. This is something that we have not been able to work on um, since, what, last uh, January when they were preparing for the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. So when you talk about the need for days like today, the significance of days like today, this is where you really start to build that, you know, that that foundation. You start taking those strides towards having the team that you want to have. Because when we talk about physicality, that isn't, you know, only specific for linebackers. That's not only for defenders. No, on offense, we want physical players as well. We want to be a physical football team in all three phases. Well, today is the first day of being able to implement that and be intentional about that. And that's the part why, as players, you get so excited because you know this is such an important element of our game. This is what makes our sport so unique from others and why analytics really get thrown out the window when it comes to football because in basketball and in baseball you can play analytics because you don't have that physical element in football everything sounds good on paper until i'm coming down he'll meet you in that a gap and now you're having to think you know twice about your life those are the things in football that we can't always account for but when you talk about that physicality, if you're a player that understands how to weaponize it and understand how to use it to your advantage, well, now this is a whole nother part of your game. The way we clamor over or the way we glamorize and, and get all excited about a guy running fast or we get excited about a guy jumping in the air and catching a back shoulder fade. Well, it's another faction that's going to get excited when somebody's taking somebody's head off or <laughs> not taking their head off because we know in 2022, the safety that's initiative. Right. But Finishing with their shoulder, the, you know. But but in the sense of having aggressive and physical play out there, that's going to be a part that, yeah, people like myself, we enjoy that part of the game. I enjoy seeing a person get hit really hard more than I enjoy seeing a person make an acrobatic catch. 
I enjoy seeing a person get smashed coming across mm-hmm. the middle or inside them tackles on a run play more than I care about a touchdown pass or a long run. That's just me personally. I love physicality. And this is what we're going to be able to get. You asked Craig Woofley, man, and you could hear him a little earlier. You don't think he's excited to see those big guys up front? Oh, he can't the, wait. The, 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 the hogs he can't moving wait. people? I mean – this is why you pay James Daniels. This is why you pay Mason Cole. This is why you pay Chooks a Cole for days like today. You want people movers. This is why you have Kevin Dotson. This is why you have Dan Moore Jr. You want to see, can they move people? And then on the, you know, inversion of that, you're like, hey, Larry Joby, today is your day. Cam Hayward, I know what you're going to do. Montrevis, what's up, man? You going to take you a spot or are you trying to be sitting on the outside looking in? That's what we're going to get a chance to see today. And, I mean, how could you not love that? How could you not be excited about that, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, this is kind of – it is. It's what you wait for as a football fan. Um, Everything else is fun and important up to this point, as as you've discussed, as you've explained, as as we've all talked about here through week one of camp on SNR. But when the calendar moves to August, it's a new week. You know, all of a sudden, what, we're just 12 days away from that first preseason game. So under two weeks, the pads go on. Uh, This is is certainly what we've all been waiting to get to out here. And and you're right, Craig Woofley, ecstatic. I mean, he's beaming like a little kid on Christmas when you see him out here. Uh, And just for the record, too, Motsi, I wanted to make sure to clear this up with the people. If I had to meet you in the hole and you were traveling downhill, I would think about my life more than twice, all right? I'd be worried about my life more than two times. It would probably be more like 37 times in that uh, that second and a half there, just, just for the record. Just for the record, all right? I just wanted to make sure to state that clearly for the people. Look, look, look no worries. If, if you catch me on a day like today, I can assure you, I'm turning it down. I don't want anything. <laughs> I'm washed right now. If I was washed yesterday, I'm extra, extra washed today. So don't you worry about it at all. <laughs> extra, extra. You're rinsed. I mean, you're not just washed, are yeah, you, Motes? Yeah. You're rinsed it, out It's here. over. It's over, you know? <laughs> Motes, you were out here on Saturday. We had a massive crowd on Saturday. 17,000. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. And you know, Bert Lott and Sharon, over 17,000 tickets were distributed. I heard one of the vendors say here that they believe, you know, over 15,000 of those 17 showed up, um, which is just insane. So far here today, and we are still a little over 90 minutes away from practice, uh, a little more calm, but still a nice crowd. Autograph Hill, you Let's know, there's go. a long line in anticipation. Uh, people are filing into the bleachers. Plenty of people with their, their lawn cha- chairs and their uh, beach towels and, and everything. Now, you out. better describe them blades of grass that you look in there right now how green is that grass i mean let me tell you this um is it some is it autumn as a red dot we on today is it it's about as nice it's about as uh as nice as my backyard i mean you know fancy that okay day off yesterday you know a real dad vibes had to cut the grass on the day off i mean it's nice out here but it's no it's no wesley uler's back lawn I, mean, I could dig it. Now, did you have Air Monarchs on? That's the real question, though. No, New Balances. I mean, come on. Oh, okay. Okay. Crew length socks. I like it. Cut off jorts. <laughs> Let's get it. No, you know what's actually really nice here today? And, and, and you'll remember this from Saturday. On Saturday, they painted the closest field to the Chuck Knoll Field press box and the, the field where St. Yeah. Vincent, you know, actually plays their games and everything. The one that's closest yes. to all to, to the stands. They and since that, they had white paint, they painted the field white. You're right. The, I remember they that. They painted yes. the field white just like Mike Tomlin would enjoy. If they would have had red paint, they would have painted the field red. Um, and, and it was definitely broad, broad. It was broad strokes. I just want to throw it out there as well. But A lot the, of broad strokes. The, the, um, the far two fields, if you will, 
uh, were not uh, as painted. They were a little more beat up on Saturday. Well, everything out here today, Arthur Motes with a new fresh coat, new week, all right? Uh, Pristine. Nice, nice day yesterday for the grounds crew to reset a little bit, get all the fields painted. So, yeah, it is a, it's a picturesque day here. It's slightly overcast right now, um, but by 2 o'clock, by the time practice will be in full swing, uh, it's supposed to be sunny out here and I think even get up close to 80 degrees throughout uh, the length of practice. So I'm sure it'll be another beautiful day out here in sunny Latrobe. We're looking forward to the pads going on. Um, we're going to discuss what that means for, for a lot of different elements of this team. But that physicality element that you just mentioned, Motsi, I think it has to be – you have to be um, – I, I would imagine most of the Steeler fans out here are most intrigued today to see how the offensive line looks. You know, uh, the, the new names, as you mentioned, Mason Cole and James Daniels, certainly. Um, but for me, right, and again, there'll be a lot of different elements of this that we'll get into, and, and some with the run game and some with the defensive line and the linebackers, certainly. But we all know, you know, with the struggles of the offensive line over the last two seasons, that feels like something that has to get right or at least start to get right here this year, right? At least move in the right direction. Maybe not some astronomical improvement, but at least um, slight improvements, marginal improvements as we go along here. Is that fair to say the majority of the eyes today on the offensive line? That sounds about right. I was just glad that as you were describing and going on about the old line, I was just praying that you were not going to say what I heard so many people say last year. It can't, oh, be, it can't any be any worse. worse. No, I was they're like, saying that about the, don't, don't that about that. the quarterback play now is what yeah. they're saying that about. Yeah, I was like, don't you start, don't you do that, because we know how that plays out. Every time we say it can't get worse, <laughs> it always gets worse. Yeah, always so gets I'm worse. glad that you did not go there. So I, I feel a lot better now. I can breathe yeah. a little bit easier, all right? You taught me that. But, you, um, said, you said, listen, people who know ball don't say things like yeah, that, all right? <laughs> not at all. It can never – Pouncey, he's snapping over the head, man. We, it can't be worse than that. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's just, oh, just, just, just easy on that. Cousin, it can, it can always, always get worse. worse. It can always get worse. I can assure you of that. But um, in all seriousness, man, we are talking about, you know, fans and why they're excited about this offensive line. They should be having all eyes on them. You don't spend the type of money we did in free agency on that particular position group if you're not going to be excited about seeing it in, you know, a setting that is supposed to be conducive to highlighting their strengths. Mm. When you're talking about being in shirts and shorts, the extension of OTAs and minicamp, as I like to call the acclimation period of training camp, where do we evaluate when we're talking about offensive alignment? We said if you go that hard to the extent where we can see how physical you are as offensive alignment, well, you're doing a bad thing because you're going to end up getting hurt like the, uh, like the young man in Tampa. And that goes offense and defense. So now that we finally have the correct attire, now that we finally have the pads so we can see the physical guys because I don't care about how fast any of those old line run. No, but we want to see how many people they can move. We want to see if they can win the grass and open up holes for these running backs. Sure. Well, today is that day. Today we finally get a chance to see what they look like. Not even a sneak peek because once again, in shirts and shorts, it's hard to get sneak peeks. You can't look at them like we look at George Pickens and Calvin Austin and say, oh, yeah, they at least can do this. They have that part of it. But the athleticism but we can is see popping, it. Right. 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 That type of stuff won't pop for an old lineman right now. <laughs> no. But today and going forward, now those guys are going to really be able to stand out. Guys like, like you talked about the interior O-line, Kendrick Green. A guy that's trying to compete for that starting left uh, guard spot, right? A guy that's really trying to redefine his narrative as a professional athlete. Well, today is a huge day for him. This is his chance to give his first impression 
of the 2020 season of what he is going to look like, of how physical he is going to play on Okay, he worked out with Marquise Pouncey this offseason, right? Now we're going to get a chance to see those dividends being paid off. We're going to get a chance to see, did he learn from his mistakes a year ago? That's what we want right now, and that's the beauty of pads, and that's why I'm with everybody out there that is excited about looking at that offensive line today and going forward because they are going to be a critical part for this team's success for 2022. No, they certainly are. They're going to be a critical part of the offense's success uh, for the quarterbacks, for Najee Harris. Um, and that is, uh, I think, why that's um, the main thing I'll be keeping an eye on about uh, an hour and a half or so from now. But before we get there, we've got plenty to discuss. You know, we're looking for the offensive line to move bodies today. All right. But some of those bodies that they've been trying to move through the first week of camp, they've been a little more successful at not getting moved. The defensive line has had some success so far um, from guys that we would expect it from, like Cam Hayward and, and Chris Wormley, but also some newcomers like the Marvin Leal. How does that switch? Where do they go when the pads go on here in just a few hours at Chuck Noll Field? We'll talk a little defensive side of this physicality. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that's right. Just the way Arthur Motes likes it. You know I love a little contact, PD. Come on, baby. Got to have a little that, little thigh, yeah. You know where to get at us on Twitter. If you want to get involved with the show, come out and say hello. If you're going to be here at practice number five, Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Hello, the Steelers. Steelers. We are always talking black and gold on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it's the Steelers Blitz here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Nobody covers your Steelers training camp like we do on SNR. We begin at 9 a.m. every morning with Bob Labriola and Tom Opperman. Our coverage goes well into the evening. Motes and I are on until 2 o'clock. When we get off the airways, we hand things over to Matt Williamson and Dale Lolly, two great gentlemen who sit here for three hours and describe practice and all the ongoings for you. And then we've got evening shows as well, too. It's a it's a production here by our SNR team. A lot of people rowing the boat to make this thing happen, Arthur Motes, uh, but it's a lot of fun, and it's, it's very uh, a unique setting and a unique time in the NFL calendar. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, you know, that's what uh, that's what keeps everybody coming back out here to St. Vincent College. Hey, man, you got to love that, right? That's the beauty of Pittsburgh. That's the beauty of the Steelers. That's the beauty of the fans and, more importantly, beautiful Latro, man. It's a perfect place for all of us. And that's why I'm glad that you are there today, man. Enjoy that. 
It absolutely is. And, you know, maybe on, you like, the, believe it, man. on the last day of camp, you know, Mozi, young Jacob, our uh, our, uh-oh, our, expert, uh-oh. our expert engineer. Jacob been holding it down, man. Jacob yeah. been doing his thing out he's, there. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's These things often come full circle. He's, like, in the role that I was my first summers out here, you know, where he's yeah. just – he's on site here at our, our tent all day. He's engineering everything. He's doing a little on-air stuff as well, too. He's got, you know, those busy, long Get, – Getting hot, the steps in across campus, getting learning the steps all in across stuff. campus, yeah. putting in the hours and everything but you know with that he's staying here on campus in the dorm room so he's going out in the evenings and getting getting all the scoop and getting all the good times and all that as well too we might have to uh you know we might have to have jacob on at the end of camp tell a couple good stories here when this thing's all said and done but we're still a long ways from the end of camp august 18th is the final day that the uh, that the that the Steelers uh, will be out here uh, on the campus of St. Vincent? That'll be uh, the final day of training camp 2022. So still plenty of opportunities to get out here uh, and see the Steelers in person, take in practice, and uh, and come say hello. As I just got asked for a fist bump here at the tent. Now we're talking. Baby. Let's go. I mean, you are a rock star. Let's keep it real. I saw you was milking the crowd and everybody was coming up to you when we was out here on Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Y'all should have seen my man Wes. He was the prom king without a doubt out there, man. Rock star status. I love it. Normally, Mozi's just gassing you people up, right? But, uh... Mm. I mean, I, I I got asked to take a few You're pictures a star, on bro. Saturday. I mean, how about that? Absolutely. I've never Absolutely. been asked. I've never been asked for pictures before. I got asked to take a couple pictures on Saturday. It's just because I'm riding your coattails. All right, that's, that's listen. Really I was just glad to be sitting next to you. I was telling people, hey, I'm sitting next to Wesley Ula right here. They was like, oh my god. I was like, yes, he's right there. Yep. <laughs> well, Motsi, you know, maybe you and I, maybe we're a little bit like uh, Cam Hayward and Demarvin Leal. You know, you're, Ooh, Cam, okay. you're, hey you're Cam Hayward. You know, you're you're the legend, and I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the up and comer comer here, right? Trying to make a name for myself. Um, let's go. The physicality for let's you know what let's start with with Demarvin Leal. There's a couple guys on the defensive line that I want to talk with you about and how things change and in camp and all that. But Demarvin Leal, I thought through the first days, four, first four days, pardon me, of camp out here. Um, that he showed pretty well. He looked like he belonged. Most of the time he was going up against the third stringers, and he was having his way with those guys, right? And I think of our, our, our dear friend Tunch Yoken and how he would always say, hey, if you can't beat the stiffs, you are a stiff, all right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> when DeMarvin Leal is out there against the third teamers, he's looked the way you would want him to look out there against third teamers. He looks like a man amongst boys. But again, all grain of salt because the pads have not gone on yet. That, that, that true physicality element has not been introduced yet. Yet. What's his mindset got to be, Arthur Motes? Um, and I, I think this is probably one of those things, right, too, where I'm sure for him it's not just going to be a steady climb, right? He'll have good reps and good days out here. He'll have some days where he struggles. Is, is this maybe one of the hardest times just to stay with it and stay level-headed for, for a rookie like DeMarvin Leal who's you know going to be in the trenches here for the first time with the pad strapped on at the NFL level? Oh, yeah, it's going to be a difficult time for him, without a doubt. Um, First off, I mean, when you're just talking about playing in the trenches, it's physically demanding. Fundamentally, yeah, you want to be sound, but the physical element of just banging with those big-bodied individuals, play in and play out, is going to take from you. you know. And for the younger guys, the hardest part is trying to figure out their conditioning level. They're trying to figure out that balance of, all right, I know what this feels like right here. I'm kind of fatigued. Is this, even though I'm quote unquote 
taking this play to gather myself, even though I'm still out there, is this level of play still good enough? Those are some of the things that you have to learn as a rookie. These are some of the things that you have to learn in training camp. And we all go through it. We talk about, man, you playing in a game, however many snaps you're going to play. You're not, even though you talk about, hey, you're supposed to go 100% every single play, that's still not realistic. You know, so you have to figure out, all right, if this isn't 100, if this is 97, what does that look like? And is that still enough or do I need to take myself out right here? Those are some of the things that he's also going to be figuring out right now. But that goes into that evaluation, you know, because if you have too many plays where it doesn't, you know, it's not at a certain level, it doesn't pass that varsity line. Well, we're going to have major issues. And a lot of times with D linemen. That is the case. You can have three good plays, but then if you're tired on that fourth play and the fifth play after that, but you stay in and now we get gashed. Now, instead of us getting off the field, now it's a first uh, a fresh set of downs. And now we got to do it even more and even longer and we're even more tired. So this is what DeMarvin is going to be dealing with today. Hmm. And every single day after this going forward, they're in pads in these preseason games is going to be dealing with this. But once he can understand it, once he can get, accustomed to the NFL's level, once he can get accustomed to the NFL's requirements of being one of those interior D linemen that can do this play in and play out like a Cam Hayward, then I think you'll really see that growth and you'll see, you know, him flash even more. I still think he's going to make plays now without a doubt, but it's just a difference between him and the plays that he's going to be making now as flashes in the pans, as every couple of reps, whereas we're talking about him growing into the player we think he's capable of being. When we talk about a Stefan too, when we talk about a Cam Hayward, even a Tyson Aluwalu, it's not a one good play every four plays. It's four good plays every four plays. Right. You know, they're always going to be where they need to be. They're always going to have a certain level of trust about their play, and they're going to make the plays that they're supposed to make guaranteed, but they're also going to give you plays that they typically should not be able to make. It's like three good plays and a great play. Exactly. And that's the biggest difference. When you're talking about DeMarvin, that's what he has the potential for. He has a ceiling that he can not only make his plays, but he can get you some of those plays. When we looked at two, it's tape and we're like, how did you do that? When we watched Cam Hayward, how did you do that? That's what DeMarvin is capable of, but we just got to see that develop. And this is a huge part of that. He's going to be learning a lot about himself today and going forward, though, man. Yeah, and, and, and he's certainly one of the guys that, that I'll have an eye on here as well, too. He, to me, like I said, he's he's shown well. He's looked the part through the first uh, four days of, of camp. He's, you know, dominated when he's been been running with the, the lower string guys, you know, the guys that are, are fighting for practice squad spots and those things. He has, has looked the part in that regard. He, he certainly has, um, but I'm excited to see if he can take that to the next level today. Motsi, what is, what you know, from the, from the coaching staff standpoint, right, what does that look like for him? Because – Correct me if I'm wrong, because you are the, you know, you're, for, spoiler alert, all right? Motsi is the half of the show here with the decade of NFL experience, for those who couldn't figure that out. Oh, man, I was going for the good here. Come on, bro. Um, you know, I, I know that there's a balance, because they're going to want to test a Marvin Leal, the rookie, but you also, I think they're, they're more cognizant of rookie walls and, and those things as well, too, and not overworking those guys and burning them out than they've ever been at, at the same time. What does today look like for DeMarvin Leal? Like, should I expect him to get thrown into the fire at some points? Or might it be more of a, oh, you ready for this one, a slow burn out here? No, nah, I mean, when you're talking about DeMarvin, you throw him out there. I don't, like, 
him being thrown out there is drastically different than when we're talking about Kenny Pickett being thrown out there for those that don't understand the context, <laughs> because you'll hear them say, well, why you want that rookie out there playing? You don't want this rookie out there playing. Yeah. One is at a position where if he has a bad play and it's a pick six, you lose. Right. Whereas for right. DeMarvin, a bad play for him is you get reach block and it hits in the B gap, but you still got linebackers, you still got safety. Right. And maybe, you still maybe got a four-yard four yard run turns play. into a, a nine-yard run. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so when we're talking about the significance of you know the positions of why this rookie versus not that rookie, that is why. But even when I'm talking about DeMarvin, I'm still not talking about him in the sense of being a starter day one because I don't think that – you know, that's going to be the most conducive for this team to be successful right out the gate. I think that you play him a lot and he gets involved as he shows he's capable of handling that. But you mm. still want to take your time in terms of the full time official role for him. Right, right. But in terms of what we should expect to see from him today, I hope he gets a ton of reps. I want today or at least sometime in this first week of pads. Him to have one of them days where that tongue is hanging out, where he's over here questioning how much he loves football, where he's thinking to himself, should I fake an injury? Should I just run off the field? Should I loaf? Or should I say, you know what, I'm going to give it all I got for one more play and just get up out of this play right here? (laughs) That's what I want to see. Because when the season starts, when those games are going on and a team goes hurry up offense, you think you got the luxury of, hey, y'all, wait a second, let me catch my breath. You think you got the luxury of, hey, uh, coach, um, can I get a sub real quick? Nah. No. You got to already know what you're mentally willing to do. You have to already know how far you're willing to go. And this is where you test those limits. This is where you push yourself to the brink. And this is one of the things that I love and hate about Coach Tomlin. (laughs) He understands that concept. Sure. And he is going to push you to the absolute brink of mental and physical exhaustion when it comes to training camp. And he says, I do it intentionally because I want you to physically and mentally break. I want you to know how far you're willing to go and how far you can go after you think you couldn't go further. Because when the season hits and we're in these moments, it's going to be second nature. You're going to be familiar. And when you're familiar in these moments, now you can play to your best potential. Whereas when this is a new concept, November, December, and you're physically and mentally worn out and drained, and you're like, bro, what is this? And you're still trying to process that and figure it out on the fly. You're not going to be able to be your best self day in and day out. Whereas in Pittsburgh, that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on. And that's also why you can see the dividends of how we typically finish the seasons. Yeah. We start slow. September's historically not the best month for us. But November, December, we make our hay. And that is why, because we've already been to that point of exhaustion. And now we're like, oh, this is second nature. We're comfortable here. So for DeMarvin, I hope that he gets introduced to that early. The sooner he gets introduced to that, the sooner he can get acclimated to that, the better for him. No, uh, you're you're absolutely right there. And and that's... Uh, I mean that's 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 spoken like someone who's who's been there and been through that. If I do say so myself, like you're speaking. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I've unfortunately I've endured that too many yeah, times. Yeah, just Coach detailed Tomlin, that one pretty yeah. well. <laughs> he go hit because he hit me with this because he knows I like MMA. I'm a big UFC guy. Right. He looked me square in my eye and was like, "Hey man, you know them 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 UFC guys you like, right? The MMA training camps. Think about when no guys go to fight camp." Man, they beat the heck out of them each They Like, they tear their bodies apart mentally, physically. By the time it's fight week, they're trying to recover from all right. of the damage that they've right. done. And they was like, yo, you hardly ever go into a fight 100%. And he was like, well, how many football games do you go to 100%? I was like, uh, zero. Yep. 
So when you think about the concept, it makes perfect sense. He's like, yo, it's the exact same thing. Because once you get in there and you've already know what your limit is and even how far you're willing to go, that becomes a weapon for you. Sure. That becomes an asset, a tool. And if you can understand that concept and embrace the suck, because it's going to suck. You got to embrace it, though. If you can embrace that suck part, man, the dividends they get paid on the back end are more than worth it. But you got to go through it. And today is one of them days where... Yeah, <laughs> it's the start of that going through a process, baby. It's, it's the start of embracing the suck for sure. I mean, technically, mm -hmm. it, it started last week, but this is when it really gets going. Pads oh, go yeah, the, on the, today. The suck went up to another level today. The when, suck when went up to another. It, it was, you know what? It was JV. It was JV last yeah, week. But now it's yeah. varsity. You know, or maybe maybe Look, freshman the, the, team. The extra, those extra ten to fifteen pounds oh. when you talk about putting on the pads, that helmet, the shoulder pads, the thigh pads, the knee pads. We've already waited on numerous occasions. Yes, I was one of those guys. The low, the the lightest I got in my equipment was like nine point eight pounds. <laughs> the heaviest I had it was like fifteen point three pounds. All right, but either way, you think about the person that's listening right now: woman, man, old, young. Just imagine if I put another ten to fifteen pounds on you and told you go out there and start running, Ooh. go out there and do the things that you're typically accustomed to doing. You're gonna feel a little bit more, right? You go, you're gonna you breathe a little are. heavier. You your knees, are. your back, your hips. So that's what today is gonna be starting. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't get any easier. I 100% do not miss that at all. <laughs> it, it, it the bumps get any, and bruises. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that that escalates. With what you thought was, uh, oh, he he got a little little. He's leaking a little oil last week. In cool. shirts and shorts. Oh no, that injury report starting today. Oh yeah, you better believe it's going to get a lot more colorful. Okay, you're not going to have any more. He don't have anybody hanging with him out there. No, no, no. Everybody is going to have something. Somebody, go, my elbow hurt, my finger hurt, my wrist hurt, this hurt, that hurt. That's Maybe what just happens your today. Maybe just your forward. feelings get hurt out here today. Oh, too. Hey, hey, your, your pride too. Trust me, your pride <laughs> going to get hurt now. That that first time you come downhill and you thought it was something different and it won't. Oh, yeah. Or you thought your training had you prepared. And it's like, oh, my training has failed me. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Ain't nothing worse than that, baby. No, without a doubt. And you know what? You, you better get used to it, right? Because it's not going anywhere. Six straight mm -mm. days of this where you have uh where you have where you have where you have, where you have where you've got padded practice i mean oh, last week right gosh. four days okay no pads fine oh then you, get my a day. God. you got six days you got monday through friday then you got some overtime on saturday it's friday oh night lights God. on friday which is always a physical practice yeah strap it on boys oh wow because it's time to yeah. go and i can feel the ptsd from arthur Motes coming through the microphone right now. man my shoulder my the way my left shoulder is set up right now you said six days in a row, it started tingling. I said, oh, my gosh, what is happening? Oh, no, not six of them in a row. Can't do it. No, 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 no. I will gladly be on this microphone for all six of those days. Yes, yes and I'm happy yeah. you are uh, you're on this side of that. me as yeah. well, too. Certainly. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, just a little over an hour from now, it'll be practice number five, but the first one with pads on for your Pittsburgh Steelers will take you all the way up until then, just before 2 o'clock, when Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley will have your practice coverage. It's all going on right here, our ongoing training camp 2022 coverage on Steelers Nation Radio. This is Black and Gold Fan Heaven. Listen to this crowd. SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. 
Back atop the bleachers at Chuck Knoll Field here on Steelers Nation Radio. It's our ongoing coverage of training camp 2022. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, the Steelers Blitz on SNR here on a new day, a new week, and uh, a bit of a new feel with pads going on for the first time just a little bit over an hour from now. It's the same setting. It's the same Steelers Nation. There's the same youth football stuff going on over on UPMC Field but certainly a, uh, a renewed en- energy here on practice number five with the pads going on for the first time. Motsi, to, to kind of round out this hour of, of conversations in that regard, uh, another guy today that I'm really excited to see how he's used and how he looks because he's impressed so far. But again, the physicality element's always a real thing out here. I'm ready to see Najee Harris tote that rock a few times today. He's the one for me that I want to see, but I don't want to see if that makes sense. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But but explain it to the people. Yeah, so for me, it's like obviously you want him to be out there. You want to see the new version of him with the new body and stuff like that. And ultimately, to just see how much he's improved upon the season that he had as a rookie. Right. So you want to see that. You want to see that physical element. I want to see how Miles Jack and Devin Bush respond to having to compete against him every single day. I want to see how the D-line handles, you know, trying to turn him back and then ultimately how Najee bonds and blends in with this new offensive line. So that's the part of the reason why I want to see it, but the part why I don't is mainly because of how many times he touched the ball last season, how much he got hit last season, and what I'm anticipating him, you know, and his workload and the amount of touches and the amount of people that are going to be hitting him again this season. So with that, I'm like, I don't want to see a lot of Najee right now. Right. I want them to treat Najee like how they treated El Bell during his tenure here, where it was, hey, we know you're in great shape. You run off on there on the sideline, all right, and we'll roll you out week one. Yeah. That's what I want from him. We but know you'll be ready we'll to go see in how September it when it matters. Yeah, Absolutely. And that's how we treated Le'Veon, because we knew, yo, you're going to get 400 again. You just came off 400 touch, you're going to get another 400. We don't need to hit you right now. If anyone's hitting El Bell in practice, we would get upset. It's like, yo, what are we doing? He gets hit enough. So when I think of Najee, I'm in that same capacity. Like, man, I don't need him taking any extra hits now because we know what the season is going to look like for this man. But at the same time, it's like, man, I still want him out there. So that's why I'm conflicted with it. So I'm going to trust Coach Tomlin's judgment on this thing. And Najee said he's ready for 500 touches, right? Sure. So if that's the case, maybe it's only 400 during the season. He'd get 100 during this training camp preseason <laughs> time le- frame. In the lead up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that's how we'll blend it like that. No, you're right. I mean, that that is that's obviously the balance. And I think it, you know, it speaks a lot to, to Najee's credit that we're already putting him in that category. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, we... I don't even think – and, you know, he, he had an impressive uh, start to his Steelers tenure as well too, but we certainly weren't doing that with James Conner. I, I mean, we haven't done that with, with a lot of guys at that position as of late. In fact, it's been more like, all right, there's a lot of unknown at the running back position. Let's, you know, let's put all these guys through the gauntlet and, and see who comes out on top over the last few training camps uh, before Najee Harris got to Pittsburgh. But, yeah, that's – I mean, that's going to be the tightrope is that, you know, you, you want to see mm-hmm. him get some work, obviously, to, to get ready and get his body ready for the regular season. You know the type of guy he is. He certainly wants to get some work as well, too. He doesn't want to just be hanging out the entire time. But <laughs> 400 well, touches, you know, 500 always, touches. That's always the tough part with this, right? You're always trying to figure out that, hey, how do you get yourself prepared? But at the same time, how do you pace yourself? Right. I mean, as a player, it's it's almost like, 
working against our mental makeup because we're always trained and taught to do what? Practice all the time. Practice mm -hmm. like you play, right? You don't want to sit out of practice. You don't want to miss any reps. But when you're talking about Najee in the position and the grind and the workload that he has, you do, in a sense, have to handle it differently. And that's the part. I don't know how often Najee had to uh, have training camps like this while he was at Alabama. But in the NFL, it's like, man, you don't want these guys out here doing a ton right now. Right, right, absolutely. And again, at a position like that, too, where we all know, listen, I don't care if you started watching football last year or if you've been, you know, 40, 50, 60 years at this thing. Um, everyone knows the shelf life of running backs in the National Football League. There's a reason why, you know, a lot of times these guys go from electrifying to, to out, in the, out of the league completely in just a few years. You it gotta, happens fast. It, it happens. I wonder, you know what, that, the number, right, and I know you've thrown it out there. In fact, I think you did on Saturday at some point during the show. You know, two and a half years, right, is the average NFL career. Mm -hmm. Am I correct with that number? Yes, that's correct, yep. I wonder if you took the running backs out of the equation, if that number would skew, like if it would become three and a half or four and a half years, like if it would be that dramatic of a change if you just took the running backs out of that equation because yeah. I mean, they have the shortest shelf life sure. by far, right? Um. I mean, on paper, yeah, they should. I just never looked into it like that to see as a whole. I sure, mean, sure. It's just a ton of people. You know a lot. So I mean, it's, a, it's, like, it's thousands, it's thousands yeah. of guys, yeah, who are. Yeah. But I tell you what, that might, ooh, I don't know, that might skew it a little bit. But, yeah, the the other part of that too, Motsi, is, you know, just aside from Najee Harris, I think the, as there always is, right, but there's, I mean, there is real competition at the running back position out here. So, so Najee's going to get, whatever you know they determine his workload will be on a given day um but at the same time it's not like there's you know a, a surefire d'angelo williams or, or Garrett blunt type guy behind him that you feel very confident in as well too in fact i mean since the season ended throughout what throughout the entire combine and draft process and, and into otas and and now you know we're talking a lot about who's going to be that number two guy is it going to be one of the guys who's already who's already on the roster? Is it going to be one of the undrafted free agents that they brought in? Is it going to be maybe someone that they could bring from the outside? You know, we, we discussed Jordan Howard a little bit uh, on Saturday's show as well, too. To me, Motsi, that's the, um, I think, the real running back angle for me. Yes, I said it, and I meant it. I am excited to see Najee Harris. I'm sure he'll make a few plays out here. It won't be a ton of work, but he'll make a few plays and, and have a couple uh, clips that will be shared on social media and all that. We'll all be excited for the hype train uh, for Najee Harris in 2022. But I'm very excited to, to see all the other running backs as well, too. And, and really, can somebody emerge as the, you know, is it McNichols and, and what he brings out of the backfield like you've talked about here on the, on the program before. But I, I feel like there's going to be real opportunity that somebody has to stand out in that regard by the time, you know, we're done here in two and a half weeks. No, that should definitely be the case. If not, the team's going to go shopping again. Well, they're already <laughs> you know, doing some window the... shopping, right? All right, now that's just the reality of it, man. So when I think about that, yeah, um, it is going to be interesting, though, man, just seeing how the Benny Snells, the Anthony McFarlands, how they respond, how uh, Mateo Durant, you know, what is he going to look like in this situation? Even Jalen Warren. I mean, this is an exciting time. This is, for those guys, this is a big day. This is, this is one of those days where you're actually going to get a chance to show this team that, hey, man, I can do blitz pickup because we are not – looking for i mean yes in, in theory we're looking for a guy that can take some carries off of Najee, but in the reality of it we know how coach Tomlin operates and we know how Najee operates 
he's not trying to give up carries. So I don't care if you're the next, you know, the, the best number two running back on the Steelers team, you're not going to get a ton of touches. But what can you bring to the table that will help this team? What does your blitz pickup look like? What does your routes out the backfield look like? How shorthanded are you in your ball security? Those are things that we can look to you for. Those are things that we can say, okay, if you do this well, we can find a spot for you. That's the part for me that I'm excited about and why those younger running backs that I just listed yeah. should be excited as well. Also, when you talk about the short yardage niche. Ooh. Well, particularly in the red zone out, too, right? <laughs> if you can carve out a role in short yardage, well, hey, you don't think that they would like to use another back? I mean, even Derrick Henry in Tennessee has a short yardage back at times where it's like, hey, put this guy in here because we know it's going to be a collision. We know it's <laughs> only going to be a yard or two yards, but we handing out CTE. You don't need to get that guy that play right there. Maybe Najee can sit that one out and you have one of these other guys come in. But that is where, you know, in terms of defining those roles and carving out those type of specialty situations where the team can trust you, where Coach Tomlin and Matt Canada can trust you, well, days like today are where you build upon that because you couldn't do that prior to today because of the dress. You can't show me your blitz pickup. You can't show me your physicality. You can't show me how you can get yards after contact and yards after a catch while you're just in you know, your shirts and shorts. Now that they're going to be in those full pads, we're going to get a chance to see all of that play out. And that's really important. It's really significant for all of those guys not named Najee. I mean, when you talk about Jeremy McNichols, well, we know what you did last year as a receiver, but where's your development as a runner? You know, we talk about Benny Snell. We know what you could do in between the tackles, but where's your development as a blitz pickup guy as a receiver? Where Anthony McFarlane? Where's your physicality at? Like, these are the things that we're going to be going down and looking, and these are all guys that are going to get a chance to prove and show that they've improved that element of their game, which is critical for this team to be successful. Yeah, it absolutely is. And that's, you know, a lot of this I think gets back to as well, too, that complementary football, you know, that, that, that we want the Steelers to be able to play, and, and they haven't been able to do that. <laughs> and they let's just say they weren't able to do that very well last season. Um, they they were, you know, I think very one-dimensional on offense. I think that's fair to say. And on defense, they were, you know, very reliant on getting after the quarterback and, and forcing turnovers um, and were obviously dead last in the league against the run. Um, that that complementary football, you know, it, it obviously requires those things moving uh, in a copacetic direction, as Craig Wolfley would say. Um, you, you, <laughs> need the, you need the running game to be consistent and reliable, and you need to be able to stop the run as well too uh and again when you look through the scope of how the Steelers still had some success last season and I mean success you know again in the sense of okay winning season made the postseason we know it's not the Steelers standard of success but for you know for them to be able to navigate to to make the playoffs and 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 those things in the scope of their inability to stop the run in their scope of their inability to run the ball and move the ball on offense consistently uh and particularly as as Motsi rightfully pointed out in those short yard situation in those red zone situations you start to get both of those things moving in the right direction and that can go a a a long way for you know for what we're hoping to see this year oh yeah 100 percent, man mozi got some news for you here all right Uh uh uh-oh uh-oh here we go now here we go our buddy brandon just stopped from the steelers just stopped by the tent here to let us know our daily alumni guest and it will be mike logan 
at 1.30. Ah, oh, yes, Super Bowl hey, champion, Pittsburgh go. kid himself, WVU alumni. I mean, geez, you thought it, you know, you thought we were having fun before. Wait till Mike Logan sits down with oh, us. Oh, yeah, Mike Good. I dude, tell you man. what. Yeah. I tell you what, Troy Palomalu's mentor. I mean, we're going to have some fun with Mike Logan at 1.30 here on this program, about an hour from practice today. So that'll be our uh, our Daily Steelers alumni visit. We'll have Mike Logan about 35 minutes from now. It'll be fun to chat uh, with him, see what he's up to these days and what it's like for him coming back here to Steelers training camp uh, and we will have practice shortly after Mr. Logan 155 the pads go on for the first time today one hour in the books another hour to go we will get to your tweets as well too before we get out of here we've gotten a few good ones already get those in if you got any questions comments concerns or reactions to the ongoings out here on the campus of St. Vincent College Wesley Euler Arthur Motes it's the Steelers Blitz as part of our ongoing training camp coverage here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.